Welcome to Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Oda. Are you making the most of your experience as a spiritual being in physical form? Do you want to live with greater levels of peace and integrity? Today, Lisa and her guests will help you discover, uncover, and recover what's missing in yourself. Now, here's your host, Lisa Tremont Oda. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and uh, happy spring. Happy spring to everyone. This is a time for new beginnings. And so I think it's just so appropriate that Alexa is my guest today, talking about how we can all join uh, what I call the eco spiritual movement. Uh, it's, a, it's an eco conscious movement uh, in which we can all learn how to improve upon our personal lives and at the same time, those of others and the planet. Uh, welcome, Alexa, to the show. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank you for being so responsive to my invitation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Alexa is a, um, in, in addition to being an activist, an environmental activist, she's a musician, health coach, and writer. And um, Really, what I've learned from her and the time I've known her is that through her, she's used her really her personal experiences and um, challenges to see that healing happens when we live in harmony with the planet, our bodies, and each other. Um, she's doing a lot of things to bring forth her message uh, creatively through her music, and she's working on her first book, which will be released in this year. Um, I met Alexa at the San Francisco wellness event at the San Francisco Opera Plaza. I invite you all to attend the Wednesday nights. Uh, they have a full vegan menu and then fabulous speakers like Alexa who enlighten us on all kinds of aspects of uh, veganism, really. And what's interesting about what you're sharing with us, Alexa, and what inspires me so much is that it's really taking, not necessarily the next step, but another step um, in this, uh, vegan path beyond what we eat or don't eat and looking at all of our con consumption patterns and what we can do to make a difference. Um, I think I'm just going to go ahead and, and invite you and, and really just honor um, that you are sharing your personal story with us if you so choose and as you so choose. And um, so, yeah, if you, if you would share with us, that would be appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I have been on a journey for about seven years now. It really started uh, seven years ago. I was 22 out of college and a friend of mine who is an ER doctor in Manhattan, he showed me a video of, uh, it was called Meet Your Meat inside of a factory farm. And it just blew my mind. I I just had no idea, like many of us, it was just a glimpse into one of the many corrupt systems that we are so deeply ingrained in and I just needed to know more. And so that began my journey. And within like three months of becoming vegan, I quit meat and dairy and even coffee, eggs, just cold turkey. I was like, I don't want any part of this. And uh, it's gotten so much easier. Uh, it was <laughs> shocking at the beginning, but now it's amazing. Uh, but within three months, I quit my, my career that I had been focused on for all of college and changed my trajectory into wellness. And uh, it really, what I've learned over the past seven years is the more I clean up what I'm putting in my body and on my body, even like the people I'm spending time with and the places I'm, you know, being around um, and in, I have learned to connect more with my own intuition, which is really what led me into my music career and in turn has led me to want to teach about all about this because it's really made my life so much more powerful. I've found who I am. I've met my soulmate and mm -hmm. I just feel very aligned. And it's, it all started with the truth about what I was putting into my body and it's just grown from there. Beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, yeah. you know, I, I do find in this show, Sacred Exploration, that so much of what it's about is utilizing our own power to make change in the world. And when you have true integrity, that's what happens, right? It manifests in all aspects of your life. And right. things just start to flow much more easily and beautifully and effortlessly. Yeah. So, well, 
Okay, well, let's um, start to talk about some of uh, the the dark side. I mean, shamanism, unfortunately, you know, a lot of this program, again, is about shamanism and uncovering uh, lost and hidden parts of ourselves and also looking at the shadow side of things. And really, and we can't really bring ourselves into greater light if we don't know that there's some darkness to confront. Um, you, there are some interesting facts that you've shared about uh, plastics and consumption, for example, that this year we will add 14 billion pounds of trash to the ocean. And that in one week we use 10 billion plastic bags worldwide. Uh, what, what would you like to share with us about our consumption? In that yeah. Regard? So I, I teach, um, I'm a health coach. I studied at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and so in terms of health, I, I definitely, and the planetary and physical spiritual health, I encourage people to reduce the amount of animals they're consuming. Um, so that's kind of step one. And, you know, people, some people aren't there yet. Some people are, um, but that's really the biggest action we can take directly to impact the planet. Um, living a plant-based lifestyle decreases our carbon footprint in half, Um, saves, you know, hundreds of thousands of gallons of water a year and so on. So that's really step one. Um, And then there's a lot of people doing that who that's kind of the bar that at least was my bar for many years was like, oh, it's vegan. That means it's good for the planet. And that's when things began to unravel uh, when I started digging deeper. And the book that I just finished is called A Beginner's Guide to Saving the Planet. And it's really what it is. It's a guide about all of our decisions we make and the first chapter is on plastic because I just started to see it everywhere. I don't even remember what sparked that next step. Uh, I think just farther along I got in the journey, it's like you keep asking questions like, what is this? Where did this come from? Where is it going when I'm done with it? And so that's where specifically single use plastic uh, is a problem because again, it's used once the average lifespan span of plastic is less than a year. Um, mm-hmm. and it takes 500 to a thousand years for plastic to break down and it never truly breaks down. It creates microparticles that enter our food system, you know, at every level in the oceans and, and so on. Uh, so well, the biggest, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> yeah. The biggest things are uh, like single use. So buying, you know, getting a, a water bottle and, and things like that. It seems so simple, but yeah, you look around and you see how much plastic is used and just used once and tossed away. Right. And, well, and, and that's the thing, like we can start off by looking at what already exists on the planet. I mean, there's already so much stuff. And, right. and, and what, how do we manage that? Like before we would make our decisions about what to buy, if to buy in the future, we can look at what we have. And um, here's an example that I used. Uh, this is an old spaghetti uh spaghetti jar, glass jar that now holds steel cut oats. And this is an old, um, like an artichoke jar that uses Mm -hmm. red quinoa. So I love doing this. I love using my glass jars. And then the goal would be to not even have to buy glass jars again, because I'm making homemade tomato sauce and putting it in my existing glass jars, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So reusing and recycling would be like a first major step, I would imagine. Yes. And that is like across the board with everything we use. I mean, even electronics now, I, I don't really buy anything new. I try like now there's Craigslist and Facebook marketplace, even furniture, there's thrift shops. I mean, with any item you could want, like you said, it pretty much exists on the planet already. And so buying used is like the best step and then reusing, you know, what you already have. So like with plastics, so since already so much exists, when we recycle them, isn't, is there something to be said for recycling that plastic and then reusing it for our water bottles again? I mean, or is that not exactly how it's working? I think the problem is that it's like some astonishing number, like 80% of plastics are not recycled. So yes, recycle it. If you don't need it, definitely. I, I kind of, I just throw everything in the recycling, to be honest. I don't even throw anything to landfill because especially in San Francisco, their facility is amazing and they can pretty much recycle all plastic. So Mm -hmm. I think one tip would be um, like I go home to my family and the standard garbage can in your kitchen, you have a huge trash bin and a small recycling bin. And so we swap that and we have a giant recycling bin and we have a tiny little trash can. So little shifts that just change your, our habits is like, okay, like let's try recycling or donating before we throw it in the trash. 
Okay, yeah, I love it. Um, I just had that conversation with my family this morning, inspired by having you oh. as my guest. Well, <laughs> we awesome. don't really buy that much plastic bottle, but we do have like a case and it's like, no more. Absolutely not. We use a distiller. I use glass containers to uh, jugs, actually empty glass apple juice jugs great. that I fill with water. And, um, and then of course a reusable, but the plastic ball, the message was don't use those up. We'll use them as backup, but we're not buying any more. You know? Right. Those yeah. are good for like your earthquake kit. <laughs> exactly. But we really don't yeah. need. Exactly. I mean, single use plastic bottles. Uh, we use 2.5 million hourly in America alone um, water bottles. So I actually 2. have. 2.5 million hourly. Yeah. So in during America. the time of this show, 2.5 million plastic bottles are being used. Yep. Oh, in America. It chills actually. I know. I know. It's horrible. Um, actually. My a friend of mine created, like I love San Francisco. She started this company. And for those of you who can see me, I have it here, but it's a, a reusable water bottle that's built into a purse. So oh, wow. it's literally like stays in the purse and uh, you can zip water right out of it. So that's an amazing tool for, for specifically for women who with water on the go, it's literally built into my bag. If you don't want to carry around a water bottle with you, because I was always that girl. So there's resources out there. It's really just finding the system that works for you. I bring jars with me everywhere I go. I'm really trying to get better at like not getting takeout or if I have, you know, leftovers, putting it in right. my jar and companies love when you show up with a, with a smoothie cup, like your own cup, you always get more smoothie too. Uh -huh. <laughs> learned. That's good. That's they don't want to waste it either. Yeah, right. no, it is. Um, I, I bring my straw with me. I have a little metal straw everywhere I go. Um, so getting in the habit of saying no to plastic out because Unfortunately, our society, they'll give it to you. If you don't say no, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get the cup or you're going to get the straw. So that's right. really asking and people are becoming more receptive to it. Right. And, and ideally there'll be more uh, things in place to reward that kind of behavior, right. but yeah, really it should be our own reward for ourselves, <laughs> Like the internal knowing right. that we're making a difference. And yeah, um, yeah there was a, um, quote about uh by Anne frank that you had shared at the meeting the other night i'm trying yes. to find it here um, i believe it was um what was it i can actually find it let's see oh it was how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world that's it that's so yeah. nice yeah, yeah. She's so right now right 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 and she was i mean under such dark circumstances right. And yet to have such a positive attitude and to yeah. feel so empowered that she could still joyfully make a difference. Right. Like, I mean, that's what's so amazing. And we are under dark circumstances. Yeah. We really are. And we, the time to act is now. Um, and we, we can all make a difference. I, um, I love working with the, the, the word responsibility, right? Because I feel like we have a responsibility to the planet, if not to ourselves, which hopefully people would have a feel a responsibility right. to themselves because we all are that valuable. But if you can't do it for yourself, do it for the planet, right? Do it for something, something greater than ourselves, yeah. um, something that can't speak for themselves. And um, we do actually have an ability to respond and you're, you know, giving us some tips and ideas of ways that we can um, respond to the um, wow. Just the, toxic waste that's, that's already <laughs> present on the planet and how we manage it. Well, um, I can tell our time is going to go quickly. We are going to be taking a break just shortly here. Um, thank you for all of those who are listening to us on voiceamerica.com's empowerment channel. If you can join us on Facebook live, because during the break, we're going to uh, share some, some more little uh, things that you can do. All right. So, um, with that, we will go to break. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota. I'm speaking with my guest, Alexa Jesse, today about how to be an eco-conscious consumer. And we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet 
Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Tremonota and Lisa Ferrer this April for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and I'm speaking with Alexa Jesse, who is a young, vital, beautiful eco uh, activist. And uh, during the break on, on Facebook Live, we were talking a little bit about her music. And um, I was sharing that, well, she's at 29 years old. She's come out of her solar return and she has a very clear path of who she is. Um, it's not always to find out who we are. And um, it sounds like you've done a real good job of that. And as you said, so much of that came as a result of cleaning up your own life and your own habits. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent would is related to living in alignment with my values and in alignment with the planet and just looking at food as a means for health and vitality instead of like number on the scale, which is something I used to struggle with before I went on this journey. Right. I feel like we're having a lot of resonating. Even before the radio show tonight, I had gardeners and construction going on. She's like, there's people drilling pipes outside her, her place. And um, yeah, and you know, I came, I arrived a lot of this through food and nutrition as well. And um, that's my background as a registered dietitian nutritionist. And um, if anyone's interested, you can look for my book, The Sacred Art of Eating. But a lot of it is that the, the, the entry point is, can be food. Because first and foremost, that's what we're dependent upon for life. And the choices we make in regard to what we actually put into our mouth is so significant for ourselves and for the planet. And then it does, it extends out when we become more uh, of of greater integrity. It's like we clear the channels for our authenticity to shine. And and I think I heard you say too that, well, your talk uh, is awaken the instincts, that your intuition Mm -hmm also increased, developed as you cleaned up. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And also through, you know, meditation and other holistic practices, Mm -hmm. massage, just like really feeling your body, you, you get to really know it. And when it knows something, you, you know what that is. And that knowing is something that we all have. It's the animal in us. Right. And unfortunately, like the junk food and the advertising and the pharmaceuticals, they just really cloud our own innate wisdom. And so that's like you said, I agree that I think food is the, is a great place to start because um, it's just the easiest. It's like, look at what you're eating. And well, we have to eat too. Like, I mean, you know, we can choose to not uh, do certain things, even including uh, smoking cigarettes or purchase, having certain purchasing habits, but we all have to eat in order to live. Like there's no choice about it if you want to live. So it's a good, and we have a lifetime of practice. So 
you know, it can be a very good reminder throughout the day to be more conscious. Um, we talked about like uh, working with objects, things that are already within our life. One of those is our clothing. So mm-hmm. taking the vegan movement beyond what we choose to eat or not eat is, is um, what we choose to wear. Um, recently, uh, Direct Action Everywhere and PETA mm-hmm. had a rally in San Francisco and um, it was celebrating that certain uh, uh, clothing designers were no longer going to be using furs. And I was motivated by their action and took some of my own clothes, which aren't even real fur, but fake fur and even animal print. And I don't know something about it. I wanted to actually pass that along too. Now somebody's going to get it. So it's not like it's leaving the world, but we all take the action that's right for us at the time and push ourselves a little bit further. But um, what can you share with us about textiles and, and clothing? Textiles for me is in, is interesting because I used to be a huge shopper, um, specifically like um, bargain shopper. I loved Forever 21 and Express, and I just never thought about where my clothes were coming from. I've liked, I bought like really cheap clothing and I went like went through them fast. I would get rid of stuff every year, even with tags on it. And so this was a more recent, I would say in the past like two years, a shift that I'm really focusing on. I, I did a challenge nothing new November. And, um, that was really awesome. I just realized even still what we buy new. Um, so the clothing industry and writing my book, I learned a lot about it and it's becoming one of the biggest contributors to waste now in the world. Um, we throw away 11 million tons of clothing every year, just in the U S and, only um, 15% of clothing is actually recycled when 95% could be recycled. So that's Hmm. a problem. And there's toxic dyes and chemicals in the clothing that leaches into the soil and into the air, into our food supply as well as clothing breaks down. So we want to keep clothing out of of landfills and out of our oceans. Um, And then of course, like the factory conditions behind clothing industry is a whole nother conversation, but it's, it's horrible. And so I've really been devoted to, to thrift shopping, which I absolutely love. Um, it's a, you know, it's a mindset shift. And what's interesting is everybody, at least I think perceives this healthy vegan organic lifestyle is so expensive. When I look at the amount of money that I don't spend on clothing anymore, I feel like that offsets any other expenses I spend on superfood or massage or, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, so also, like, obviously we go through, you know, trends and we go through uh, cycles. And if you want to get rid of clothing, what I love is in my city, San Francisco, there are clothing swaps, but also like I'll gift clothing to my cleaning woman or to a friend or somebody right. who needs it and wants it instead of just dropping it off at a clothing bin. Cause unfortunately you don't really know. I mean, I think that's still better than throwing it in the trash, but, um, again, recycling and reusing that's really using just about everything could be used for something yeah and even like cutting up old t-shirts into rags instead of buying rags like there's some simple things um and i i mentioned at my talk that i saw this in the zero waste vegan group on facebook this one girl shredded her t-shirts and made t-shirt rope and made a macrame plant hanger (laughs) like that is so freaking awesome i love that creativity and that innovation um, and there are companies That's where the there. art comes in. I think we both have uh, <laughs> like kind of homemade art yeah. behind us, right? Yeah, no, it's true. It's like getting creative and remembering like we're bred to be consumers, but we're creators. We're so smart and powerful and intelligent creatures. That's why we are human beings. And it's kind of not letting people tell us what to buy, really questioning, like, do I actually need this shirt right, right well, now? Well, we were talking on break too, like we both have similar kind of uh, mantras that we tell ourselves. Mine recently has been, I have everything I need. And it's so fascinating how that comes to play, whether it's like, I need help with something yeah. or something physical, and then it shows up, but I already have it. Right. And I'm older than you are. So <laughs> I've actually acquired more clothing right. over time than I imagine you have. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, and I've been able to maintain my physical form pretty consistently. So most things fit. That's great. And it's like, wow. Yeah. I just, you know, just wear what I have. And, um, 
Uh, yeah. And if I don't, if I, if I am ready to pass something along, pass it along to others and that feels great. Now, one of the other things I've discovered recently and uh, that I purchased at the San Francisco veg fest. So it was a purchase of, mm -hmm. um, a cork purse and I oh, love it instead of a leather great. purse and it's so soft and durable. Um, so there's also that type of Avenue if we are right. getting something else. And I suppose then we're supporting the artist who's using the cork to produce yes. this item, right? So <laughs> yes, that's a little better. That was exactly where I was going to go. Like I'm not perfect. We buy new things. It's just the society we live in, but I, I'm doing a giveaway actually on Instagram. I just hit a little over 2000 followers and I'm doing a giveaway of all sustainable conscious brands, a little goodie bag. And that's really what I've been researching actually are companies that I want to support. And there's like these women on Etsy making bamboo utensil holders and like, right. like napkins out of recycled jeans. And it's just so amazing what people are doing. So if you're going to, if I'm going to buy something new, it's like support local. And right. cause then it comes around, like, how do you think local businesses, like if you want to have your own local business, support another local business. And that's how we can all support our community. And usually the products are better for awesome. you, better for the planet and just better all around. <laughs> well, they usually are. But uh, one thing I've learned too, that for example, many vegan minded people will want to buy um, what's called vegan leather, but right. apparently that's maybe not all the eco-conscious deal where we thought it was cracked up to be. Yeah. Yes. Well, with any purchase my big thing is like research 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 like email the company and ask what is what is this product made out of and a lot of times vegan leather is just it's petroleum based it's just plastic like made into a shoe or a bag and they don't last very long um so that's where it's really about being a conscious consumer and questioning these companies and demanding better practices. Uh, and that's, I love emailing a company and saying like, what is this made out of? And where was this made? I was re recently, my boyfriend and I got a new mattress and none of them, we found one amazing company that has vegan, you know, vegan mattress. Otherwise they were using wool, a lot of them that, and I asked one of them like, okay, like maybe there's some sort of sustainable wool. I mean, I'm vegan. I don't use animal products, but I don't know about the wool industry. I know there's horrible practices, but anyway, they couldn't even tell me like a farm where it was coming from. And hmm. that to me, was just like a red flag. I, it doesn't mean it was necessarily bad, but if they don't know, usually the companies who are really working to do the right thing for the planet and the animals and, and the workers, they're going to tell you on their front page and you can so what kind of, of mattress did you find? Oh, now I need to, I'll have to <laughs> you email you yet? all. I, yes, we have our mattress. Okay, good. I felt very good about, now I feel bad. I don't remember the, the company. Um, I'll, I'll let you know. Well, we'll be talking because as I mentioned, I'm I, uh, Sacred Exploration is starting to accept uh, sponsors. Oh, And so yes, I obviously want to find, you know, very aligned, no, eco-friendly sponsors. So we'll, we'll chat soon more about that for sure. <laughs> Yeah, um, sounds great. So yeah, so you know, I, uh, my niece too. She's very much into going to the thrift shops and finding clothing and putting together these super unique outfits, right? I mean, yes, much more unique than shopping at some of the brand name stores yes. out there. That's actually one of my favorite things about thrift shopping. You don't think about it. it's very original, <laughs> right? And yeah. you know, this might be a good time too. I, I like to bring up an what I call an imperfectly vegan moment within mm -hmm. within the show and. <clears throat> The idea is to live a vegan life, but to understand that we're human and yes. to not, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, you know, if, if something happens and it's not vegan or you already got these clothes that aren't vegan and you want to wear it, but, you know, still move forward and make more conscious choices moving forward. Because otherwise we're going to, I think we want to welcome as many people yes. as possible into the yes. movement. And, and how does that resonate? More. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I could not agree more. I think it actually hurts the vegan community. I think we have a reputation of being, you know, self-righteous and, and closed when really it's like baby steps. Meatless Monday is such an amazing movement and there's so many animals and, and water, you know, is saved in just one day, one meal. So I think a hundred percent, like nobody's perfect and just one step at a time. Right. Some people I, I know, like you say, kind of the extreme vegans will well, downplay the meatless Mondays as not being enough. And, um, but it is a starting place for people where they can identify and, 
you know, sometimes then there'll be a big shift that happens. Like maybe it's a slow entry, but then something major will happen. And kind of like you, I find that the younger people, one of the most uh, impactful things they can do is to visit a factory farm or to watch a documentary. Um, And is there a documentary that just came out about zero waste or... I actually haven't seen that one. Okay. Um, what the Health is an amazing right. one. It's the sister of Cowspiracy. And those two are like amazing it's environment, health. Um, but it really, everyone has their different motivation. And actually mm-hmm. I have a course um, I'm about to launch. And the one of the first um, like parts of the course is about finding your motivation and And it's like, is it weight loss, but is it deeper than weight loss? Like what really will motivate you to make a change that will stick? And sometimes it, for people, it is the lives of animals and that's great. Sometimes it's your health or it's the planet and finding that motivation that you can always like go back to when, like you said, you have an imperfect moment or you get a little off the the path. It's like, okay, why am I doing this animals? Okay. I'm going to just, I'm still doing this, you know? And the motivation um, every can change. Like every lifestyle choice we make. Yes, exactly. Definitely. And it does. It totally well, changes. Well, at, at least in my generation. Yours did. Yours started with animals, right? Yeah. And mine yeah. evolved to that. Mine started for health reasons. I was more naive at your age and mm-hmm. you were more conscious, I believe, because <laughs> that would be the more conscious state is to be thinking of other, I think. But it changes for people at different times. It could The entry point could be health and then it could evolve to animal activism or it could be the animals that bring you in. And then as you get right. older, you realize for health reasons, um, for everybody, for the communities, you know, we need to make different choices. Um, speaking of, of, well, we've got just a, a few minutes till break again, but, um, you know, I, in terms of food, since we all do eat and even those vegans, palm oil, there's a lot to be said about that, huh? Yeah. So that's another chapter in my book that has been eye-opening when I was researching. Um, I, it's unhealthy in food. So you'll find it in processed foods like chips and peanut butter. Um, it is, I mean, I'm sure, you know, as a nutritionist, you know, it's high in saturated fat. Right. But (laughs) hopefully it's not in the peanut butter people buy. What you want to buy is the old fashioned kind where the oil's on the top and then you just turn it up. Or make your own, go to Whole Foods and right. Right. Yeah. Would they exactly. let you use your own container at Whole Foods or you have oh, to use yeah. their plastic one? Oh no, I bring my jar. Really? And they'll just weigh it out that way? Yeah, you just you just tear your jar. I bring my jars always to Rainbow Grocery or Whole Foods and you can definitely, they have almond butter and peanut butter. And, and like give your own olives instead of using their plastic container. Yeah, really? I have olives and I read my old, God, it was such an old container. I don't even know what was in it originally. But yes, I bring all my own containers. And that's also like, you know, it's a spectrum on the on the path. I'm at that point. And that's exciting to me. I didn't I don't I didn't really think you could do that. Like a lot of times for health reasons, they say you have to use their own containers, but I guess they just weigh it out. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. I mean, I think it's so funny when it's like for health reasons, you know, I I don't know. I I guess I mean you're the one taking it home to eat it. (laughs) Yeah, no, but it's true. You never know. But yeah. Um, in terms of palm oil, where, where it came, it's been coming. Well, you know what? Me. I think I, I'll just kind of stop you there because okay. we are going to go to breaks and we'll come no back worries. to the palm oil. But with, okay. with this idea, what, what I'm going to throw out is I love mm-hmm. that idea. I'm, that's going to be one of my new things Ooh. after the show is to bring my own containers for my peanut butter and my olives yes. at Whole Foods. That's and awesome. I would like, you know, for those of you watching us on Facebook Live, um, to go ahead and, you know, if there's one thing that you're inspired to do differently moving forward, go ahead and post it on our Sacred Exploration Radio uh, group. And you'll probably inspire somebody else to do something like that. So maybe it's to, you know, share your used clothes with somebody else or turn them into rags or yeah. create an art piece. Whatever it is, um, feel free to share with us again on Sacred Exploration Radio. And, um, well, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun here with you, Alexa. Yeah, and We will be taking a break. Those of you watching us on Facebook Live, stay tuned and um, we'll be right back. I'm your host, Lisa Trimonota. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet 
Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Tremonota and Lisa Ferrer this April for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and you are listening to Sacred Exploration. I'm here with my guest, eco-activist, Alexa Jesse and um, over break we were talking about do it yourself uh, toothpaste which was going to be something for the Facebook live but maybe you can reencapsulate it because it's so cool what you can do yeah um, it's really simple and if you follow me on Instagram I actually have a video but it's so simple baking soda and coconut oil I buy in bulk a fractionated coconut oils liquid and then some essential oils and Mix it up to the consistency of your liking. Um, and so a is there bit an approximate ratio? I know you said you kind of <laughs> just kind of feel I, it out in terms of I proportions, mean, but. You want it to be pasty. So okay. you're, it's going to be more of the baking soda mm-hmm. and a little bit of oil, but the, the baking soda does have a bit of a salty taste. So the first time I tried it, I was like, wait, is that right? Um, some people taste it and some people don't really t- right. taste the saltiness, but adding the sweetener like stevia or xylitol and some peppermint oil, um, it's really it's tasty and it's easy. Great. And those essential oils, um, you can go to sacredexploration.com and there is a tab for doTERRA. Like you might've had one there. doTERRA is such a great product. Many of the shamans use their product. They have the fractionated uh, coconut oil as well. Yes. I Um, I'm also a doTERRA affiliate as well as young living. I, I tried a bunch of oil, essential oil companies and I, I love the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. They're both the, definitely the best quality that I've tried. Like the peppermint is, is just so good and so many uses. So that's right. can be used in all different areas of life. Absolutely. Cleaning agents, right? Yeah. Yes. For that. Okay. Well, let's um, return back in our last segment here to uh, discussion of palm oil. Yes. <laughs> so uh, again, palm oil was also like a newer find for me, um, in researching, like I, like I said, I've been vegan for seven years. And so I, all of my shampoos and conditioners are vegan and, you know, not tested on animals and organic. Um, but when doing my research, I realized that palm oil actually has a lot of other names that it can be called. Um, glycerin is one stearic acid. Uh, there's a ton. If you just Google it, you can see like what palm oil is also known as, but it's, it's really just used as a filler so that all sized companies can make products cheaper. Um, they're not, when you ingest them, they're not good for your health. It's they're high in saturated fats. It's connected to, you know, heart disease and high cholesterol, but, um, it's really just detrimental to the planet because 60 to 80% of palm oil production is not legal. Um, and this is really affecting Indonesia and Malaysia specifically. They are just burning down rainforests, um, which is hurting the orangutan population the most, but also elephants and tigers. And the orangutans are expected 
to be extinct in the next five to 20 years, like because of palm oil. So mm-hmm. that's really, it's the angle that for me, that palm oil, um, that I, I don't want to support it anymore. There are some brands that say there's like a, you know, sustainable palm, but if I can avoid it, I just, I don't really trust. I'm a little bit, you know, hesitant, but again, it's doing your research, asking questions, reading labels, because mm-hmm. a lot, you know, this like less, less ingredients, the better with food, um, with cosmetics, hair, you know, products, really everything. Um, but the, the numbers are astonishing. And my boyfriend is actually an artist and a visual artist. He did a piece, um, where you can look this up yourself on Google maps. You can look at these rainforests and there's, they're just burning constantly. Mm. Um, 300 football fields of rainforest an hour is cleared. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So, um, it's just, un- it's a very unregulated industry and it's huge, huge in the processed foods industry, as well as like any cosmetic. Yeah, I would think that was the primary industry would be the food industry, but what, what are some of the other primary industries using palm? Yeah. Potato chips and even like soda, um, but mostly snack foods. And um, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if you're living yeah. a, an imperfectly vegan lifestyle and living close to the earth, like an, you know, eco centered diet, you're not going to really be consuming palm oil anyway. I mean, the, the more simple we come, the more helpful right. our diet and the less injurious to the planet. Right. Well, that's why this was eye-opening is because all of my vegan products, my shampoo and conditioner and makeup brand that were like touted as organic and, you know, great all contained palm under another name. And that's where I was like, Hmm. crap, (laughs) sorry, I need to do more research. And unfortunately, like I haven't even found a makeup brand in the U S that doesn't use palm oil. So I'm like, I guess I'm going really natural. (laughs) I have no makeup. Well, you are beautiful. So you (laughs) can pull that off. No problem with that. Yeah. Or there's places where you make sacrifices and, you know, I I'm trying my best in other areas. And if I support, you know, or I challenge my makeup company and say like, please don't use palm. You know, if all of us say that I, I like to use the example of I don't, you know, five years ago, um, if you're vegan out there listening, you'll resonate with this, but there was no soy milk or almond milk anywhere except for Starbucks. They were the only place that had non-dairy milk for tea or coffee. And I used to go into every Dunkin' Donuts I saw. I was like, do you have soy milk? Do you right, have soy milk? I, do, I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And they never did. And now, every, you know, every cafe in California better have soy milk, <laughs> almond milk and coconut milk. Or the only not problem gonna... <laughs> is I think that almond milk is uh, bringing harm to the bee population. Interesting. Well, yeah. I actually, that's another thing. I make my own cashew milk <laughs> now. So that's my favorite, but it, it's more the power of demand. Like us as consumers, we're, we, we think the corporations have all the power, but we, we control no. everything. So we that's just right. got to use our voices. Exactly. That's that uh, individual responsibility yes. that we all have, yep. right? We all have the ability to respond and make new choices. I'm excited to make some new choices. I mean, it can be rather contagious too, right? When you recognize that you have everything you need. And then if you don't think you have everything you need, you just go a little deeper and ask why that is. And, you know, maybe you do need something, but it's amazing how things will show up as well. Right. Um, Yeah. Uh, You know, I was looking, I've got my guest lines up for, you know, about a month ahead, but there was one spot and then I came upon you and it was like, (laughs) wow, I have everything I need. You know, you're just such a perfect fit. Great. You know, why don't we, we're, we're nearing the time. We're not quite there yet, but just to make sure we get, um, you know, uh, everything that you do in, why don't you share with us the, what, the way that people can best reach you and sure. uh, stay tuned to your projects that are coming. Yeah. Out. Thank you. So, um, I am on social media. I love Instagram. Uh, it's just at Alexa Jesse, A L E X A J E S S E. I also have a, a separate Instagram account for music and more creative stuff, which is music by Alexa J. Uh, but I also created a, a web form for anybody who's listening to this. It's on my website, alexajesse.com slash sacred exploration. And if you sign up for my mailing list through there, you'll get a, it's a, a free guide that I've created to plant-based grocery shopping. So it's, really holistic, like whole foods that I don't, you know, every time I go shopping, those are my staples. Um, but in addition to that, soon you'll get an email with a, a promo code. Uh, I have an online course that's being launched in the next couple weeks and you'll be the first to know about it. And that's going to be a four week course 
all about helping you transition to a holistic diet, letting go of old patterns and behaviors. And it's going to be four masterclasses, four weeks. Um, I'm going to be there to support you the whole time. And hopefully we'll get a really amazing group of like-minded people to go on this journey together. And I'm hoping to take you on uh, what took me seven years, uh, at least the beginning of that journey in a month and really get you on a, a sustainable path. Like, I call it the, almost the anti-dieting program. It's like quit the scale, quit dieting and just like get in touch with your body and the planet. Um, so it's called shed your skin and I'll be launching that in the next couple of weeks. Transformation. <clears throat> yeah. So again, that was to go onto your website to sign up for that. What was yes. The, yeah. So it's alexajesse.com slash sacred exploration. And um, if you explore my site, I also have a partners page. So I have a list of sustainable companies that I support. There's like bamboo toilet paper company and um, my friend's company who makes these bags, Smith and Star. And I have all sorts of promo codes. I'm Thrive Markets on there. If you don't know about it, they have amazing. I don't know. Do you know about Thrive Market? It's all organic, like food and it's an online store, but they, yes. I get a lot of bulk, like my bulk coconut oil from there. So if you just need some resources, sources. There's a lot on my website. There sure is. That's wonderful. Thank you yeah. so much. And thank you for offering our listeners that um, special opportunity yeah. that you have to offer. All right. Well, um, as we wind down, I, you know, I'm curious to ask um, about people in your generation. I mean, are you finding that most people uh, in their 20s, 30s are eco-conscious or, I mean, you're in San Francisco like I am, so we're heavily biased, <laughs> Yes, but I'm just kind of curious more about your generation. To me, it feels like so many are, but then again, when I look at the behaviors, I realize that's not necessarily the case, but you're more in touch with that group. And I'm curious. You know, what's so interesting is I've found like when I first became vegan, I was very angry and pushy and people did not respond to that. And the more that I've just become who I am and just created this lifestyle that I'm aligned with. And I just share it because I want to share it. People are so responsive um, when they hear the facts about plastic. And again, it's like some people, there's just still disconnects, like the zero waste movement, for example, they're so proactive about reducing waste, but they will eat animals and there's just right. some disconnects. So I think that's what I'm seeing in my generation. A lot of people are plant-based, but they're not ready to completely not eat animals, um, which, you know what? Like it's better than nothing, that's but it, I, right, I kind exactly. of think I wish I want to challenge people a little bit more. It's like, why, why can't you stop? I, it's really not that hard. It's, there's something, there's more work to be done there. So well, that's where you have to really go into the value system. And one, one, uh, something that I practice a lot is this idea of what, what do you want most? And so when I was younger and I was struggling with food issues myself, you know, it's like, what do I want most to, you know, kind of indulge myself and pig out tonight and wake up feeling behind the eight ball right. in the morning or to forego that now somehow and wake up feeling lighter and ready to greet the day. Um, yeah. And so, you know, with a lot of these things, we have to kind of decide what, what is it that we really want most. And a sense of integrity is worth a lot. And I think sometimes when making these decisions, like something might be in front of us and it looks, maybe it even smells good. I mean, to me, the smell of animal foods really doesn't smell good anymore. You know, it's like, but like, if there is something that smells good, I'm sure there are occasions. It's like, well, do I really want to allow myself indul indulge in that for this short period of time? Or do I want to feel afterwards a greater sense of integrity? And then also knowing that I haven't put that into my body all, and all the energetics that right. that consumed. Right. Well, that's where for me, the truth is so empowering because I used to be on all of the diets. I was on Weight Watchers and I lost 30 pounds on Weight Watchers at one point and I still wasn't happy. I still didn't love myself. I was scared I would gain the weight back. And so it, I, I wasn't thinking outside of myself. And once I started learning the truth about food and the animals, like when I saw the pizza, it was this amazing empowerment because I was like, wow, I don't even want it. Right. And then, of course, now there's like healthy vegan pizza that I want. <laughs> but um, that's what's so amazing. Like the vegan food nowadays that you can make yourself it's so accessible. And I know in San Francisco and in California even more. But um, there's just plants are so abundant and delicious and malleable. Um, so I just think we need to get creative in terms of eating. 
but it's a journey and we need to be gentle with ourselves and take whatever steps we're ready to take. Cause if we do it because of someone else, you know, it's never going to be sustainable. Right. Right. Practice, practice. The other thing is um, talking about entertainment that we consume and, and our activities. That's another form of consumption. So we buy uh, tickets to take a train versus riding a bike or we, yeah. we share a little, we've got just a few minutes left. So maybe you could just share a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, public transportation, you know, is, is a great one. Um, but in terms of consumption, like I don't really, we don't even have cable anymore. Um, I find it draining the, the advertising. I, you know, anytime I'm in a bar and there's sports on, like I used to actually work in the sports industry. I was an athlete growing up and I, I mean, I, I love sports. I'm still an athlete. I don't play anymore, but it's just the culture, the corporateness around certain industries that really mm-hmm. take it away for me. They're just, if you watch the Super Bowl, I mean, every ad is for me, fast food and pharmaceuticals. And um, so this whole process to me is like unconditioning from the moment we're born. And that's why it doesn't happen right. overnight because we've been. Yeah. I'm just barely trying to hold on and not run out into the forest for our whole lives. So it's just deciding, like you said, pick a, Sorry, what was that? Well, I was just saying, I mean, for me, I'm just like barely holding on. Like, I'm so ready to just go live out in the woods and in the forest. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, there's that part of me. I mean, that's the part of ourselves. There is a very big part of me that just wants to do that. And like, even with the radio show and social media, just barely kind of trying to hold on to it and making that balance. But, you know, that's the thing is we all have to kind of figure out the balance for ourselves, but learn from each other and, you know, really um, contemplate, contemplate these things. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, this was a beautiful sharing. Um, you've done a lot of great work. Um, you. you are just really walking your talk and, and living an aligned life. And I just wish you all the best. And thank you. I'm happy to have met you and we'll be in touch around so many of the, so much of this. Yes, definitely. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And I hope to chat with you soon. Oh, you will. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you um, to all of our listeners and for joining us here on Sacred Exploration Radio. I, I really can feel the group growing and, um, you know, we're really creating action for the better here. So stay tuned with us. I've got some amazing guests coming up in the weeks ahead. And um, I wish you all the best as we enter spring and this time of new beginnings. I'm Lisa Tremont Ota, and thank you for joining me on our sacred exploration. Thank you so much for tuning in today for Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Ota. Be sure to listen to our program again next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time, or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your week.